Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insight straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions. Regardless of whether you will apply to a particular school being highlighted, you should listen to all of the episodes as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process, prompting you to come up with your own follow-up questions for when you visit campus or meet with a college admissions representative yourself. Lastly, if you have any questions you'd like me to cover on future episodes or any comments you'd like to share, please email me at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website at www.collegeadmissionstalk.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am John Durante, your host, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today Cameron Monfort, who was a Division I women's soccer player at Lafayette College. Cameron, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm great, and thank you so much for joining us on this series of episodes geared towards current high school students aspiring to be collegiate athletes. Mm -hmm. So, Cameron, let's get right to it. Why don't we start by me asking you to tell us about your soccer journey? Yeah, so when I think about um, the beginning of my soccer journey, I think it's funny because I don't think I had much of a choice. I grew up in a family that was centered around sports. I had a bunch of older cousins that played sports, and both my parents played at the collegiate level. So I think the second I was eligible to be um, on a on a sports team, I was signed up. So um, it started off pretty early. I played, I started off at Syosset Soccer Club, Did went through intramurals there, um, went on the travel team there. Um, I played travel there until I want to say like fifth grade, which after that I switched to another town team, which um, was because it's crazy because at such an early age already, there, there's this pressure to be on an academy team. So in fifth grade, there's people switching around teams and it's like, Everyone's trying to be on the best team possible. So a lot of team switching in my journey because of that. Um, so I played on another town team. And then the same type of thing happened where a lot of players started leaving to go to an academy team. Uh, so in seventh grade, I switched over or eighth grade, switched over to Albertson. And even on there, I started on NPL because I played basketball and lacrosse. And so I started off at NPL because I wasn't ready to give those up and that's the commitment needed for ECNL. So started off on NPL and then ultimately ended with Albertson ECNL. So yeah, that's my journey played um, at Syosset High School as well. Yeah. Terrific. Cameron, was there a time when you realized, wow, I really have a shot to play at the collegiate level? And if so, what was that time like? Did anything change in terms of how you approach soccer? Um, I think it's interesting because I think that for me personally, I didn't really have that moment in time where there is this instant switch. I think players do have this instant switch. I kind of had a lot of 
issues with my confidence and my ability all throughout going growing up. But I would say for me, it did build somewhat over time with the team switching and just like going to all these different ID camps and these elite elite camps and playing with these players that were going to these ACC schools and crazy schools and never feeling like I was so in over my head. Um, I played on all these different teams and I never was like, oh my God, I'm never going to see the field. I'm never, I can't do this. I can't play with these people. So I don't think it was a moment in time for me, but I think that all my experience experiences kind of shaped my confidence to be able to play at the college level. Um, yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much. And how were you approached by the coaching staff at Lafayette? What was that like? So the recruiting process is, I know that the rules have changed from, from um, when I was in ninth grade, but we were allowed to start talking to college coaches when we were in ninth grade, which I don't think that is the case anymore, but um from an early pretty early on I once I hit Albertson it was kind of being on an academy team there is this pressure it's like everyone's emailing coaches pretty early so just kind of sat with my dad and we made this list of all of these colleges and like I said I had some confidence I wasn't that confident so the list was all over the place like it was there was the school that was all the way up here that my dad put on and then I was putting on ones down here so I just kind of had this huge master list that I thinking back I just kind of threw it out and it was like all right let's see what sticks like let's see what emails we get back so um so yeah I kind of made this whole master excel spreadsheet with the school name the coach the their email I just kind of stayed persistent with that for a while. So I actually didn't commit until my August going into my senior year, which is pretty late. So pretty stretched out recruiting process. So sent out a bunch of emails for Lafayette in particular. They came to a tournament. Um, it was a tournament somewhere in the Northeast. It all blends together because that those three years, you're just every weekend at a different <laughs> Massachusetts, Maryland, New Jersey. So one of those. Um, so got to, you get a list after a game usually of who was at the game. And I saw that Lafayette had been at the game and I knew it was a school that I had emailed. And so I was hoping it was for me. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So then a few days later, my coach, my, um, my Albertson coach called me and said that he had spoke with the Lafayette coach and he was interested and he wanted to set up a phone call. So yeah, I got to set up a phone call with him and we had a great long conversation on the phone. Um, and I, I just went, I think it was important to go with like a bunch of questions to just show that I was interested in it. So I just kind of came, I wrote down a bunch of questions and we just had a long talk about that. That sounds terrific. And let me ask, before making a final decision, did you get to see the team in action or were you invited to attend the practice? Any insight would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, so I did not know much about Lafayette. Um, I knew about the Patriot League, and it was in the area of schools I was kind of looking at. So I didn't know much about the school in particular. Um, there wasn't that many high school, Syosset high school graduates that it's not a common school for uh, them to go to. Um, you know, my sister went to Penn State, this huge, big school that so many people go to and everyone's very familiar with. So for me, it was it was a different experience than her. Um, I wasn't all too familiar with the school. So this was a turning point for sure for me of getting 
being able to go up and go see the school and go see everything in action, it was really important. So yeah, I went up and after that phone call that we had, he invited me up for just to come check out the campus for a day. So I went up there um, and it was really nice. It was a really great day. I got to spend like, I think that a bunch of schools now do this where you, you spend a good amount of time with the coach. So I spent about three hours with the coach, which was great. Um, and we went, uh, we had like a meeting in his office before, and then I got to go see the team at Lyft and the team at practice, which was, which was, a which was big for me to go see the dynamic of the team. They were all like seeing them at Lyft, seeing them interact and seeing the team, just like being the team was so important for me. It was like, this is what I want. Like I want to be on a team. I knew it was something that I wanted from that moment. Um, so yeah, I got to see, I got to see it all. I saw that they, the team had a really positive relationship with the coach and he was joking around with them. And I was like, yep, I want that. So, (laughs) so yeah, I got to watch a practice and I got to watch a lift and it was, that was just another thing too, that, that I, I watched a game also that next weekend. And it was like, like I can play with these girls. Like I can do this. So it was, it was a great experience for me to go through that part of it. Thank you for that insight. So interesting to hear the process. Thank you so much. What do you think helped you get recruited the most? Was it your play in high school, academy team, videos submitted to college coaches, showcases, prospect days? Or, of course, was it a combination of all of these things? Yeah, I'm, I mean, everyone, and I think to get to this level, you engage in all these things. And it's like, hopefully... There's this one moment in time for one of these that work out. So um, I would say it was definitely a combination. Just um, I think a a video, it kind of gets your foot in the door, but it gets you only so far. I know that a lot of coaches probably have the same kind of outlook of, well, anyone going that wants to play at a D level, D1, Division One level or Division Two or Division Three. If you're playing at the college level, you kind of are able to put together a highlight tape of like, all right, let's take one good play from here, one good play from here. So I think the videotape definitely gets your foot in the door, but um, all the other things become just as important as well. But I think back on it, I think probably my coach, my uh, Albertson coach was the most important for me. Um, And I I think this is a really important part of it, just to go to the coach and be like, make, we kind of collaborated like I came to him with the list I made with my dad and it was kind of like, where do you think I could play? Where do you like, where do you see me playing? What on this list do you not think I can play at? And I think that's one of the biggest things, just getting your coach like invested in the process um, and involving them in the whole thing. Because at the end of the day, all of these coaches at these elite levels are getting so many emails that it's like having a coach call them kind of sets you apart where they can, really speak for you and really talk about your character and how you are on the field and talk about so much more than what you can convey in the email. So I think that's a really important part of it, going to your coach. It's, it's really hard to do on your own. So I think having your coach is, is huge. Well, that's great advice. And it sounds like you had a terrific mentors in your life, specifically your coach from Alberson, which is just wonderful. Cameron, what was your overall draw to Lafayette? And what would you advise potential collegiate athletes to consider when trying to decide where to play? So as I was talking about, I didn't know much about Lafayette. So my immediate research was what are the academics like? 
And to me, that was something really important. I did not want to sell myself short on academic. So Lafayette was a great school academically, which was really important for me. Um, another thing that was important for me personally, I wasn't so concerned about winning an, an NCAA championship. That wasn't high on my list, but for me, it was more so the school I'm going to, can I contribute at and can I add value? Um, I, I wasn't very interested in going to a school where there was discrepancy if I was going to step on the field. I, I thought it was important from the moment that I walked in freshman year that I was going to be able to have an impact. So that was something for me that I found really important. Another thing I would say was the location. Um, after going to the game that I had spoke about, that I got to spend the day and see kind of the team in action, and we saw a game. They have this whole tailgate after, and there's um, everyone goes off with their families, goes out to dinner, and does all these things. And it was like, you know what? That's important to me. That made me realize if my parents weren't there, like that was something that I knew I wanted from that moment on. Like I want my family to be able to come to my games. They've always always been at every game so I wanted them to be there so I compromised at the like two hour mark where I can't just like pop home for laundry or a home cooked meal (laughs) but it was close enough where if I needed a break if I needed a weekend that that I could go home and they were able to come to my games Um, and then I would say probably the biggest thing for me that people probably underestimate is the coach Um, I had a a great relationship with my coach and he kind of drove my passion for the sport and my confidence for the sport. And I think you don't realize how much time you're spending with them and how influential they could be on the whole thing. I had a coach. It was important for me that the coach cared about more than just soccer. He cared about me as like a person he cared about. He knew that there was more to life than just soccer. So it was a perfect balance for me of like being competitive, but also enjoying the experience like I still wanted that college experience of soccer wasn't consuming my college experience um so I think at a school like Lafayette and Patriot League that was that was something that was comfortable for me to have a great balance of being competitive but also not being so in over my head that I didn't feel like I can I can handle it Well, I think it's wonderful to hear you articulate all of the things that you value as a collegiate athlete or that you valued because I know you graduated at this point. The academics, you didn't want to shortchange yourself, as you said, your relationship with the coach, the team in terms of how they made you feel uh, as part of the family and how they truly were a family. I think those are all wonderful things. And of course, not being too far (laughs) where if you needed to get home, you could get home. What would you say to current students in high school in terms of what it takes to go to an elite Division I university to play soccer, Cameron? Um, I would say that don't do this for anyone but yourself. I think that the, the commitment that is needed at this level is people don't really understand it. I definitely didn't understand it, but <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to articulate like this become you spend all your time with your teammates, your coach, like it, it's definitely, it's a lot, but it's, it's manageable. And so don't do it, but don't do it for anyone. If you don't love what you're doing, then it's, it's your college experience at the end of the day. So if, if that's what your college experience becomes and you don't love it, then it's four years of your life. So um, 
I would say a lot of people think that you, you, there's an immense amount of pressure when you're a good player to that's the next steps, you know, like from your parents, from your coaches, from your family, it's like, no, you're not, you're not going to play in college, but if you don't love what you're doing, (laughs) it's not one of those things, you know, in high school, the season ends and you can hang up your cleats. Like you have to have the intrinsic motivation to over the summer, you're waking up early and you're going to the turf still. So it's got to be something you're doing for yourself because it's four years and it's your college experience. Well, that's great advice. And what was the transition like from high school where you were a star player to then becoming a brand new student athlete at Lafayette? Did you play much in your first year? And how different was your schedule? I know you touched upon that, but how different was your schedule and other demands compared to your play in high school? Yeah, so it it is a drastic difference for sure. Um, I would say um, probably the biggest difference, one of the biggest differences for me when I think of it is in high school, in high school sports, um, it's kind of not, it's kind of all like sunshines and rainbows and pasta parties. That's like (laughs) now in comparison when I was in it, it was like, I cannot rave enough about high school sports. I had the best time, but now comparing it back, it's like you're playing with the people that you grew up with. So it's a lot, there's not, not everyone wants to be a star player in high school. Not everyone wants to be a starter, play the whole game in college. You're, you're now with all the star players of every high school. So it's not enough for people to just be on the team anymore. So there's this fierce competition every day of like everyone wants to be on the field. Everyone wants to start. Everyone wants to contribute. So it just, it's just, it's a drastic difference in that, in the competition that going into practice every day of, I have to play my bet. Like I have to play great every day because if I don't, the next person will. And high school, it's a little different where if you had an off practice or you had, it's, it's a little different in that sense, I think, just competition-wise. Um, and I would say, too, so my first year, I, I played, I split, I played like half a game, so I split time with an upperclassman. Um, and I think in, in college, too, this is a point to make as well, is I played, I never played right back before going to college. I, center midfield was my position, and it was kind of like, do you want to, like we had a star center midfielder at the time. So it was like, well, if you want to play, you're playing right back. And it was like, okay. So I think that's a point to make as well. Just being open to like, wherever I can contribute, I'll contribute. Um, so that was a big difference for me. Just, just taking what I could get, I guess. <laughs> Terrific. Understood. What does a typical day look like for a college student athlete at the division one level and how does the week differ? For example, when you have an away game as opposed to when you're home. Again, any insight would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, so I would say no two days are, are really the same, but I could give you an, an overview of a week in general. So you'll have... Sure. So it, it when you probably the biggest thing is just practice every day. Um, for us, you're, you're blocking off like a big chunk of time where you have all these other demands of school there's a there's a lot of more homework and studying that goes into it at the in college um so just having three to like three to four hours blocked off every day for practice alone is is a big commitment and then 
on top of that you'll have you'll have lifts like three times a week and then you'll have film with your coach so after every game you'll have you'll go through film individually and then as a team so that adds the time as well and then um you'll have little individual sessions or group sessions like we'll meet as defense we'll meet as midfield so we had that as well and then speaking to if you have an away game you know there were some games where we'd we'd have an away game in the middle of the week on a wednesday night and it's like all right you have to know that on wednesday night you have an away game so sunday you got to start getting ready for your thursday and friday classes so i think it, it just takes a whole new level of time management because of that aspect of midweek games weekend you're you're on a bus for six hours some weekend and it's like you're not really doing homework on your away trip so it takes a lot of just time management and keeping up with your work and keeping on top of things it's if, if you don't manage your time you you won't you won't really succeed but it's definitely manageable and it's definitely doable and if you love what you're doing it's it's a hundred percent worth it i i couldn't speak highly enough about my experience i had the best experience so it, as much as i say it was a, it's a lot there's there's a lot of added components um lift and film and this and that like to me in the end it's all worth it and i think a lot of college athletes feel the same way well that's great cameron thank you so much what would you change if you had to go through the recruitment process again and what other advice would you give those students again aspiring to play in college um, I would tell myself, I think, to just breathe and relax. I think it's really easy <laughs> to get caught up in what everyone else around you is doing. As I said, I didn't commit until August of my going into my senior year. So for me, I had a brother that committed a brother two years younger than me that in July, the month before I was he's he's going into 10th grade, I'm going into 12th and I, I'm at a visit for him. And it's like, he's committing to school. And it, so there's just this immense amount of pressure of like, <laughs> okay, like when is, when is it my time? Um, and same with just teammates. Like you, when you have all these teammates around you committing, it just, it definitely takes, it's a mental challenge, the recruitment process. There's, there's immense amount of pressure and, and it could be really frustrating as well. Like there were times where I just wasn't getting the coaches to my game. So it's like, you might, it's hard to even give yourself that opportunity or that chance where where I could have been more okay with like, well, I played really bad. Like if they're not even coming to the games, it, it's frustrating. It's, it's a mental challenge to watch everyone around you get committed. And it, it's definitely tough. So tough. So I would say breathe, relax. It's all going to work out. Um, yeah. The, I would say the pressure of what everyone else is doing is all you're thinking about. You're thinking about where all these people are going. So and you're just thinking, am I ever going to play? Am I ever going to get that chance? But it, it really just comes down to that one moment when you're given a chance and you're given the opportunity um, and you're just capitalizing on that. Um, I, I would say as well, I feel extremely lucky that I found a school that was the perfect fit for me. I, it was everything I was looking for, the academics, the coach. Um, so I wouldn't say I would do anything differently because of that. I but I did have a really open mind, which I think is another thing. Um, I didn't know much about Lafayette. It wasn't a school that was on the top, top of my list because I didn't know much about it. And it ended up being the perfect fit for me. So playing like sports in college is just, 
it's an experience. It is for, to me, it was the best thing that the best decision I ever made, despite all of that mental challenges and this whole process, it's just the pressure you can put on yourself can tear you down, but I would say, don't let it tear you down because it, in the end, it is just so worth it being on a team and getting to do what you love every single day. Well, that's great advice, Cameron. Thank you so much. And I was curious, how did COVID affect your player eligibility? Were you able to play more than the traditional four years? Can you explain how player eligibility works with the NCAA? Yeah, so it's interesting because um, I did end up getting another year, but the way that we found out, it was just a little late in the game for me. I kind of had already figured out my post-grad plan. So for... For younger kids on my team, they were able to take the semester off and make up for it in other ways, but I just had already figured out my post-grad plan. So I didn't, I never ended up using my, my fourth year. Um, COVID did have a big effect on my senior year. We didn't play our fall season. And then spring season, we had a kind of modified season, which we actually ended up we made that we were about to make playoffs and a girl on our team got COVID. So that's how my se- my senior year last game ended. I never knew it was my last game. So it definitely, it wasn't the ideal way to end my soccer career. Um, but so it definitely had a prominent effect on, on my experience, but that senior year was definitely mentally tough, but I know a lot of people that I got to, capitalize on that extra year and are using it to go play grad school the way it works in the ncaa it's kind of different for every league so for the patriot league you're not able to have a fifth year um in the ivy league as well the fifth year you, you can't have a fifth year unless you take a full year off um so my brother for example was able to take a full year off and then resume so that he can play his four years um yeah, so it's, it is different for every league. You're guaranteed four years, but Patriot League, Ivy League, you can't redshirt. Um, so, yeah. Well, thank you for that. And what I'm going to put in the show notes is all of the information regarding the NCAA. I'm actually going to include yeah. a link to the NCAA so that if people want more information, just go right to their link where there's a wealth of information that explains a lot of the things that you touched upon and, and, and some other things, of course. So lastly, Cameron, what are the three top pieces of advice you would give a parent and student athlete aspiring to go through the recruitment process at the collegiate level? Um, I would say first to be open. Um, Don't get fixated on the few top schools. And if it doesn't work out, really get so down on yourself. remain positive and just be open to this experience of playing. Uh, I think a lot of people get caught up with being at an elite school, but sometimes just taking a new approach to it and looking at things through this mindset of allowing, taking what what comes to you. Um, I think that that could be really beneficial for a lot of people is just being open to being on a team. Like don't get so caught up in, in the school, in, in all these other aspects, if it's not your dream school, um, because being on the team is a team is just really the best. And I can't speak, I can't speak more about it. Um, another thing I would say is to, I, I spoke about this briefly, but is to embrace your coach, um, in the high school level, uh, through the recruitment process, really go to him and include him in the process. 
he he will be your biggest advocate if you let him be and so i would say just keep that relationship and that door open um and have this open and honest conversation with him of like where realistically do you think i could play where where should i be striving for who should i be reaching out to um yeah and lastly my third piece would would again be take a breath like this this experience is mentally challenging i i will say that a hundred times over i'm not committing until my senior year i didn't have this array i know you're interviewing some other people that had this array of options where they were like i want to go here and it was like okay you're going here it's not like that for everyone so so knowing that it's it's not like that for everyone and just taking a breath and not letting the pressure get to you of like acknowledging this is a really tough process like this is tough it is tough to stand out and to get committed so take a breath like know you're a great player don't let don't tell yourself short don't let it don't let it really get to you and tear you down um i think knowing that i i didn't commit until going into my senior year i i could have quit a lot earlier than i did uh, being surrounded by all these people that that were committed um if it's really what you want don't give up and don't don't let it affect your game well those are great pieces of advice and full disclosure you're a former student of mine so when you were in <laughs> high school i had the great pleasure of seeing many of your high school games and not only were you a star athlete, but you're a great person. And I think all the advice yeah. that you've given to students and parents, it really shows, most importantly, how wonderful of a human being you are. I cannot thank you enough. As you know, the podcast, for the most part, we've been interviewing college admissions representatives to give advice to students and parents. Mm -hmm. So this series of conversations to help student athletes and their parents navigate the process of being recruited at the collegiate level hopefully will surely be beneficial to so many people so again cameron we really appreciate your insight can't thank you enough we truly are so happy that you spent some time with us today thank you so much i i, I really enjoyed being here and being graduated now i'm like reminiscing <laughs> i feel like even though it was only a year ago but yeah, definitely. And if you want to put my email in, the, I would love for people to reach out for me as well. I hope in any way that I can. That's a great idea. We'll gladly put all of that and more yeah. in the show notes. Thank you so much, Cameron. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap.